Big Fluff. What do you say? If this is you worrying about me, Andy, you don't have to because mommy's fine. That's not at all what it is, Ma. I, I, I... What? I've had such a good time hanging out with you these last few days. I thought it would be fun to hang out even more and spend time with you. Wait a minute. I want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly. You want to spend a week in a car with your mother. Is that what I heard? More than anything in the world. Don't you think I would drive you crazy? <laughs> Don't you think I might get on your nerves a little bit? No, you know what? If, honestly, it was just a thought, and if you don't want to do it, then fine. I don't want to push you in. What? What? Am I so awful that you can't spend a little time in a car with Jesus me? Jesus Christ, Ma, how'd you turn this around? I just invited what? you to come. I'm inviting you. Do you want to come with... Do you want to drive across the country with me? Well, I'd have to reroute my mail. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. This is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. We find them. We find them and we attack them. Mercilessly. Yeah. Leave no silver lining unturned. Hell, you think, look, just know silver linings, you will find no quarter here. Take no prisoners. I want a hard target search of every hen house, outhouse, penthouse, and bouncy house. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I don't remember. No, bouncy house is right. That's is that what those, he says? He says words. bouncy yeah, house. Yeah, he says bouncy house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, we are doing road movies because June is a time that people go on road trips. Sure. It's a thing they do sometimes. It is. Thing. Look, why you always got to fact check us? It happens. People go on road trips. You're going to come out there and tell me that no one's ever taken a road trip in June. Look, it's Silver Linings Playback. We're about positivity. You're going to start this show by hitting play. And as soon as we say people go on road trips in June, you're like, no, they don't. And look, I know what you're thinking now. How did we hear you? We did. We heard you. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Just think about that. And you're just going to say, oh, well, I just thought it. Yeah, we can hear your thoughts. Yeah. That's right. To think about we that. We can hear him. And if you do think about that, we'll know. Yeah. I know what you're thinking about that right now. Yeah. Also gross. It's just a general rule with our just ability gross. to hear your thoughts. Gross. Just gross. 90% of the time gross. It's a terrible curse. Yeah. This is, it is uh, what we've been burdened with. The ability to both find silver linings in movies and read people's thoughts that listen to our podcast yeah we don't talk about the the latter as much but it's there it's always there because if we talk about it we think about it and then we see your thoughts and gross yeah you're doing it again we yeah, just talked gross. about this like anyway like, we're off we're already you know why the dryer anyways <laughs> oh that's why ew Oh, uh, no, that, I wish I didn't. No, we watched Guilt Trip. <laughs> we watched, but I'm sorry. I know that we got distracted at the beginning, but I, I'm going to distract us one more second because there's another thing that we often don't talk about, but that is a part of this show. And that is we do have a voicemail set up if people want to call us and they want to leave messages for the show. And it doesn't happen very often, but we got one this week. And so just here real quick at the top, I thought we'd play this message. It's a very nice message that we got about the show. So if you don't mind. Not at all. 
Hi, Andy, it's Mommy. Last call. I just wanted you to know that I'm going to park and come inside tomorrow because parking curbside at Newark is a zoo. And I don't want to get a citation. That's all. Oh, I may go to the Gap today, so let me know if you need slacks or a scarf or anything, you know. Uh, oh, I got you a pass for my gym if you want to do Pilates with me. I have this new instructor. She's a lesbian. Message deleted. Yeah, your mom called. I know. Yeah, uh, it is. It is weird that she always insists that her phone calls be scored. <laughs> I like it. It makes it feel really. No, upbeat. It's, a, it's no, it's nice. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know where she gets the money to hire composers. Yeah, well, weekend and week sure out. That's a uh, that. What's the name of that band? That's a really famous band. The that's that Howlin' for You song, like. But oh, the, uh, the Black Keys. The Black Keys. Yeah, that must have been. That wasn't cheap. That must wasn't cheap. Yeah. And she did not get their Syracuse, New York soundalikes. No, that's that's definitely the for real. The actual Black Keys. Yeah, the Black Keys. Which so do they just play in the background while she? I don't. I don't ask a lot of questions because <laughs> I just I accept it and I just let it happen. Um, but the slacks were lovely. Oh, that's good. And I'm glad you got. Are you yeah, gonna do the, the class? Are you gonna do the the Pilates? Uh, I, I took a Pilates. Uh, you know, I've been feeling get in my old age, getting a little stiff. So it's been good to. Loosen up the joints. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's been good. And Newark is a zoo if you try to park outside. Yeah, don't don't try to park outside in Newark. That's yeah. just a bit. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. No, I, look, I, I don't know how it was for you, but I thought it was very funny. Like early silver linings right out the gate that the character's name was Andy. No, I... For having an unbelievably common name like Andy, it's astonishing how few, like, fictional characters actually end up with that name there's like andy from toy story and andy from guilt trip and that's it the guy from the office oh yeah andy from the office yeah yeah it's uh, yeah anytime andy garcia and andy garcia who always insists that his characters be named andy yes yeah he's a weird thing he's like i will not learn a character name because they found out early in his career as good as an actor as he is if you gave him a different name he wouldn't react he would assume you were talking to someone else. Yeah, he just didn't know. Um, That's why if you if you really pay attention in Ocean's Eleven, they're like, those are Andy Garcia's casinos. <laughs> no, if you actually watch the mouth mouth uh, of the character, it's actually saying Andy Garcia, but they uh, ADR'd in uh, Terry Benedict. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you can tell. You yeah. can tell. Yeah. The mouth. The mouth flap is saying Andy Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what a yeah, mouth we watched... flap that Brad Pitt has. <laughs> That's why he's always eating. He's got to fill that mouth flap. <laughs> got to fill that mouth flap. Um, we watched the guilt trip. We did. Which, if it wasn't clear, seven minutes into this, uh, it, it's a movie where a, a man named Andy is going across the country to sell his uh, badly named and poorly marketed. Uh, but really effective product. But really effective cleaning product. Uh, Sioclean. Sioclean, which he's going to sell. Like, he's basically going to all the big retail places. And uh, he decides last minute to bring his mother along. Uh, because he says that he wants to spend time with her. But he actually has a secret plan to reunite her with the man that she loved who he's named after. <laughs> We've watched some movies with some thin premises on this show. <laughs> like, we watched a movie where 
there's a pastor who turns into a velociraptor. Mm -hmm. I would submit that that has a stronger premise than the inciting event for this hero's journey. Yeah, it was tough to connect the dots because he he's spending time with his mother, as we could hear from the because he starts the trip in New Jersey. That's like the launching point. Pitching to whatever Procter and Gamble. Yeah. And then he's going to, so he's going to start there and he's going to drive. I think he, he, cause he went to college in California. So he's going to end up back in California, but he's starting on the East coast and he's going to drive across the country, but he's spending time with his mom first. And then she mentions this man named Andy that she dated before his father. And then he looks Andy up and goes like, I'm going to reconnect them secretly at the end of the trip. Yeah, a clandestine meeting between people that separated years and years and years ago. And then doesn't tell her that. And then they drive across the country. (laughs) And, you know, learn a little something about themselves and each other. They go to a strip club. They eat a a lot of steak. I was going to say she eats a really big steak. Those are the two things that happen. (laughs) They have like a falling out for contrived circumstances. And then he gets punched in the face by a guy at a bar that's trying to put the moves on her. But then she ends up meeting a guy that puts the moves on her and she's like not averse to it. And maybe they get together and screw at the end of the movie in in the aftermath in the epilogue. We don't know. Oh, they do. I mean, yeah, they do. Yeah. I did think that was... You know, so the the man that she meets, she meets when she's at. So to to be clear so that everybody's up to speed, they go to a steakhouse in Texas and it has one of those like, what is it? How much? Like, do you remember the weight of the steak? I don't know. It was a giant porterhouse steak. Yeah, whatever the the sides of it. But it's, yeah, if you eat this entire giant porterhouse steak with all the sides, which is one of the sides was a shrimp cocktail, which I thought was funny. Uh, But if you eat the whole thing in an hour... No, Homer, don't fill up on bread. <laughs> but yeah, if you eat the whole thing in an hour, then the meal is free. And if you don't, then it costs $100 to eat this cut of meat. And she decides to do it. And then the man that she meets is a businessman who goes... He says he goes to this restaurant to watch people do this, which is a, an insane premise in That's and of a itself. weird kink. Yeah, but... He starts giving her advice and flirting with her, which I all all that to say that that I thought his logic was a little faulty of like, look, man, I get it. Like you, you got the hots for Barbara Streisand. You, you want to you're a businessman on the road. You want to close this deal. But like, I don't think you've seen her gobble meat, but I was going to say, I don't think you're sleeping with someone who just ate a giant porterhouse steak. Like. (laughs) I don't think that a 60 ounce porterhouse plus a shrimp cocktail plus a baked potato, et cetera, some rolls, some some creamed spinach, whatever. Uh, she's she's not having sex that night. She's sweating and vomiting. That's what she's doing. She's night. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like. My gluttony days, I think, are, are well past. But if I have like a big lunch, I'm like, ooh, that's my day. I do think in my 20s I could have done that challenge. Like, I don't think I could do it now. Well, one, you're a vegetarian. Yeah, one, I don't eat meat. So that would be... <laughs> so that, that puts you at a, puts you behind the eight ball <laughs> to start with. Um, yeah, now I've, 
I have the tiniest of regrets that I never did like an eating challenge to see if I like one of those, even like the ones that are relatively easy, like doing like the the pound burger to get your picture on the wall or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm sure I could do that. Yeah. I mean, that that's not that hard, but yeah. And I mean, it's funny because like I used to go to the, you know, in my meat eating days, I went to like the, what is the Foga de Chow? Like Foga de Chow. The words, you probably eat that much steak. <laughs> You know, you, know it, I, you try to anyways. Yeah, to get your money's worth. And that's why I know about the meat sweats that you end up with. Yeah, the meat sweats are real. Um, Which also, both kinds. Oh, by the way, if you're going to go to a place like that, be aware of both kinds of meat sweats, both the ones that you will have afterwards from eating all the meat and the ones that you should be wearing as the yeah. appropriate clothing. You should definitely be wearing like some some meat sweats <laughs> <laughs> just for mo- mobility reasons. Yeah, you want to you really be able to. To pivot, you know, to really be on a, yeah, turn on a dime. Because you know, if they come by with the filet mignon and you haven't flipped over the card, like, what are you even doing? That is the trick with that place. You got to be, re- they get you. Got to be alert. They get you with the cheaper cuts of meat. And then that filet mignon, they're not coming around as often. No, that comes around maybe once in a sitting if you're lucky. Yeah. And you better have room. For the filet. Anyways, uh, we watched The Guilt Trip. Um, no, this, this goodness gracious, this is a forgettable movie. It is. Yeah. I mean, again, we're doing Road Trip Month. It's got the trappings of a road trip film. It, it's for sure. Like, I mean, it fits the definition of this month. But, Unmistakably a road trip movie. <laughs> but I do think it lacks the fun of a road trip movie like there's nothing some of it is because it's a guy and his mother but there's to me when i think of a road trip film i think that there should be a lot of shenanigans you know the maybe there should the, be some some hijinks maybe the car gets messed up you know like the, well there's the one scene where they do get a flat tire and then they have to meet his high school sweetheart who's very pregnant yeah but i mean like cartoonishly messed up like, i'm thinking of like tommy boy you know, right. they they hit a deer sure. and put it in the back of the car and then the deer wakes up and just destroys the inside of the car or right. the you know, the the goat of these types of films, planes, trains and automobiles. The, that car by the end is just toast, you know. Yeah. Or any of the events from National Lampoon's Vacation. Exactly. Like, so, I mean, yeah, flat tire. I think that's it. It's like. It's the minimum, you know, it's like, yes, that's a yeah, you're kind of doing it. Because, like, if you're going to go in on this movie, like, why not have the incredibly pregnant wife, like, still be in love with Seth and, like, try to get back with him while she's incredibly pregnant? You know what? That's I, I really like that. That's a good. T- I didn't think about that, but that's a good choice. Like, yeah, once like kind of have Barbara tries and be like, well, well, you know, you tried. It's all right. Like, and then she leaves the room. The husband leaves the room. And then the very pregnant woman is like, you know, you could. It's like, I'm. My husband's get, not touching me. You can't get me if double. You want to. Can't get me double pregnant. <laughs> I'm not getting double pregnant. That's that's a given. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but but like nothing like that happened. No. And again, I mean he got punched in the face, but not again, not I think everything you know what it is? Everything in this movie is at like a three or a four, yeah. and it needs to be at a ten. And it just heightened every single scene, I think. Yeah. So here, I like Seth Rogen. I find him humorous. I think he's a little one note, but I do enjoy him as a person. 
Uh, Barbara Streisand is an icon. She's, you know, she's she's the goat. She's an all timer. Uh, I don't think that Seth Rogen was miscast as her son, but he was not used to his strengths whatsoever. And not even in a, like I'm trying to stretch my wings as an actor. It's like, what if we just didn't have fun with Seth Rogen? I think like he didn't smoke any weed in this movie. Well, I yeah, that's true. I assume that he was getting high off of the chemicals that he was using to make his cleaning product. I mean, OK, yeah, that's but it was all chemical free. That was the genius of CyoClean. But I mean, like just the the mixing, I think, you know, he, he wasn't yeah. in well ventilated rooms, you know. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would mostly agree with you, except that that, you know, maybe Maybe I want to call this a silver lining, so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But I, I did think that when he finally learns, like he finally does a successful sales pitch, which I did not understand the context in which it was happening in that like it was being, it wasn't on TV, was it? It was being No, reported. it was like American Idol for QVC pitches. Okay. So when he was doing the American Idol for QVC pitches, that he finally, the light bulb went off and he figured out how to pitch. I thought that was the moment where I was like, oh, that, there's Seth Rogen. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, but no, and it's not, like I said, I don't think he was miscast. I think that Seth Rogen is at his best when he can be a little vulgar, a little gross, a little, you know, like I think that those are when he's used to his greatest abilities. And none of those were showcased at all. Like, no, he just wasn't he given was much just to a guy. do. Yeah, exactly. He was just a guy. He wasn't terribly distinct. And I... I don't feel like we ever really understood his character. As you said, it felt pretty thin. As best we could gather, it's like, I don't know, my mom's annoying. So maybe if she's with a guy, she'll bother me less. Like, that's what I got from it. And like. I, I love my parents. I know that they. Did not meet in like middle school. They started dating after they were, you know, adults. So they had other relationships. I don't care about those at all. No. Yeah. Not one iota. My parents but, met in high school. So if they had previous yeah. relationships, I don't think they. <laughs> Mom, I reunited you with your middle school boyfriend. <laughs> Although I do know um, my uncle did reconnect with his high school sweetheart as they were both like elderly divorcees. They did, they, and they are now together, and they've been happily together for a, quite a while now. Hey, there you go. So it, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Um, but, but yeah, like I don't know. It's I, I don't, I don't want to know about my parents' other relationships. I well, just well, let's okay. Since we're here, let let's break this down because everything about this is weird. First of all, don't lie to your mother about the purpose of the trip because that's already setting this up for failure and it doesn't go well when she finds out what he's actually doing she's no. upset so don't do that one but two on the other end don't show up at a guy's house you know unannounced with like hey i know that you're not married so i showed up and uh remember me we dated like it's just that's a weird cold knock on someone's door. And then what ends up happening is that the actual guy that she dated is dead and his son has the same name. And then 
they also still like it gets weirder because then the guy's like well my dad's dead i don't know why you're here this is all very strange but then you seem upset that he's dead so i'm gonna invite you in the house and then she starts telling him all about her relationship with his dad and yeah and then uh apparently this andy margolis still lives with uh, his sister, for some strange reason, who's named Joyce after Barbara Streisand's character. Yeah, it's all a very long journey to hit the note that both her and Andy Margolis named their children after each other. Yeah. Which, don't do it's, that, too. While we're, while no, we're at don't. It, don't name I, your kids after people that you dated. <laughs> Because, like, how do you explain that to your significant, your current, the father of your child or the mother of your child? It's like, you know what name I really like? Joyce. Oh, why do you like Joyce? I used to bone this chick named Joyce, and man, she gave it good. She gave up the goods, let me tell you. She do could, stuff that you wouldn't even talk about. She could down a porterhouse, let me tell you. Let me tell you, this girl could gobble some meat <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. So let's name this baby girl that. Joyce. That's cool, right? Yeah, and then the mother's just like, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Because that, like, ugh. 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 Also, maybe, because Andy Margol is named his daughter Joyce and his son Andy, so maybe he just wasn't creative. (laughs) And, like, I guess maybe his, his actual wife's name was, like, Hortense, and we're like, we're not doing that. Well, we can't. So I have to remember the other girl's name that I know. Yeah. Joyce. Well, it's also because in, you know, in American naming conventions, there's no like female equivalent of junior. That's true. That if you if you name uh, your child that. Although I will say in another weird instance of uh, life imitating art, uh, or people just being really uncreative with names. Uh, my friend's Adam, uh, his wife is named Susan, and her brother is named Robert, and their parents are named Robert and Susan. That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I guess it's like, you can just go the George Foreman route and name all of your kids George. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least the Duggars named all their kids with with uh, J names. Yeah, at, that's they're great. At least, at least, <laughs> and did nothing else wrong, Ugh. except everything. Except everything. Yeah. Except everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, but uh, like. <sighs> And I guess this movie is based on the director actually going on a road trip with his mom. I'm like, dude, heighten and embellish for the screen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Okay, that's that's the starting. Like, point. was was the heightening, heightening and embellishing? Like, well, she did eat a a double cheeseburger. So, like, what if she went to a steakhouse and ate an eating contest steak? Nailed it, bud. No notes. Well, when we stopped at the gas station, we noticed one of the tires was low, so we put some air in it. What if we got a flat tire? <laughs> Uh, and then I said I was driving across the country to, uh, you know, just spend some time with my mom. But it was really to reunite her with her high school sweetheart, who she had hoped was going to interrupt their wedding and say he objects to the union of he, of she and my father. So, well, and also when our tire was low on air, we did make a stop 
at my ex's house and she was three weeks late on her period. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it all happened. Uh, and then while we were driving, uh, my mom had always wanted to visit the Grand Canyon. So uh, we went to the library and got out a book <laughs> that had pictures of the Grand Canyon. And I was like, in the movie, what if we just went to the Grand Canyon? And then, and then when we got to Vegas, my mother passed a slot machine and said, that might be fun to play maybe, but then didn't. But in the movie, she does. I know how to write <laughs> fiction. <sighs> yeah. No, th this yeah, this movie is supremely forgettable for a movie that like I I get why they made this movie. I get why like Seth Rogen was hot in 2012. He was a pretty pretty big star in comedy. Barbara Streisand is Barbara Streisand. Road movies are pretty easy to make. So it all makes sense why it happened, but like just nothing happens in this movie where they literally drive across the country. Well, even the, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say too, even you mentioned like Seth Rogen being miscast. I also feel like, I don't even know if it's that she's miscast, but with Barbara Streisand, who again is a national treasure. I didn't think she was that like, she was an annoying mother, but she, you could have heightened her character a lot more. Sure. And nothing she did had to be done by Barbara Streisand. Well, I could tell you, I, whatever you paid her, and I did read that they really spent a long time courting her. That Seth Rogen, I think, did two other movies while they were trying to convince Barbara Streisand to do this. And I'm, just, I'm here to tell you, Nora Dunn's right in this movie. You could have had her for probably a third of the price and she would have nailed it. Kathy Najimy is in the opening scene. I think she could have done it. Right. <laughs> like... I don't think it would have made any difference if you had cast either one of them. They both like Nora Dunn literally played this character in New Girl, so she would have nailed it. Yeah. Um Yeah, like it again, like and Seth Rogen again also, like not miscast, but misused. Like, I think he makes sense. Like he did a fine job acting, but they didn't uh, until the the pitch scene, which I think, again, we kind of mentioned as an early silver lining, like he never got to Seth Rogen and you don't watch a Seth Rogen movie to see him milk toast. You watch a Seth Rogen movie to see him Seth Rogen. Yeah. Rogen's got a Rogen, man. Rogen. Rogen's got a Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen's got a Rogen. Other Rogens need to stop. Yeah. He's the only Rogen that's allowed to Rogen. <laughs> he is the only Rogen with the Silver Linings playback seal of approval license to Rogen. <laughs> No other Rogans are allowed to Rogan. Sorry. Sorry. That's it. If you're another Rogan, stop fucking Roganing. Yeah. Just cut it out, man. Yeah. Just cut it out. Just quit it. Just stop. Right now. Stop Roganing. But you know. Except Seth. Except Seth. You're great. Yeah. We love you, Seth Rogan. Keep Roganing along. And also. Um, but yeah. Keep, okay. keep making it so that when people type in the name Rogan into Google that you come up. Just keep. Keep doing that. Keep making that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's. I, this movie is just really dull and really forgettable. Like it's not bad. It's it's fairly competently made. It's like all the shots make sense. The narrative's a little thin. But there's I mean, there, I don't know. I can I can switch gears here. Well, I want to say one more thing to be since we talked about the pitch and we, we talked about it being. 
a potential silver lining. I do want to say, though, in the same way that, like, again, I think everything should have been heightened. That's kind of, I think, the biggest thing is, like, make this movie way more over the top, way more of a comedy, uh, where it sort of just plays almost more like a straight drama, weirdly. But, uh, no, I as much as I like that scene where he finally figures out the pitch, again, if you're following the, particularly, like, the Tommy Boy uh, playbook or even I mean in plain trades and automobiles there's you know the scene where we actually get to see John Candy's character is a really good salesman if you're gonna have his mom go along and if the idea is that he's bad at pitching I didn't think they really leaned into the idea of her helping him like the idea that she was there she she walks into the room when he does the pitch and that seems to give him confidence and she has previously given her feedback to him but there's a scene earlier where she joins him on the pitch where that might have been an opportunity for her to actually be an asset you know and and maybe she helps make the sale but they don't make that sale but maybe even like if she did something there it's again it's the tommy boy like chicken wings you know like or 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 even if just like you know him telling his mom to like back off like he starts really going into a radical like a like a really just well thought out reason of why he doesn't need her help because the product sells itself or some just something yeah and then that's what she's like that's what you should say you know the but there was never like an actual moment that earned the he's good at it. Like there was never some light bulb that went off. It's just, he's bad at it. He's bad at it. And then she walks in the room and he finally, it's almost just like he admits to himself that he is bad at it. And then he's good at it. But yeah, you, you want to see some kind of learning that he learned how to do this, that he picked up this skill somewhere along the road trip. And like, if I'm making this movie, Again, I'm I'm going to use Seth Rogen's superpowers a little bit, but I'm going to use comedians as cameos as all the people that he's pitching to. David Koechner is going to hear one of the pitches. Yeah. You know, like, uh, heck, Jonah Hill might hear a pitch. Who knows? Um, and then just let them improv a little bit of his bad pitch and let that, like, Apatow the hell out of it is a little, just Apatow, not, not Apatow the hell out of it, just Apatow it a little bit. <laughs> well, again, this movie is a cool 95 minutes. You don't want to Apatow it too much or it'll be three hours. No. Yeah, know? no, you don't want, you want to, but just Apatow, a little, little sprinkle of Apatow. Well, a good example, I mean, Jonah Hill's first Apatow role was in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he's trying to sell boots to, like, he he's trying to buy the boots from the the ebay we sell store. your stuff on ebay store and he doesn't understand the concept and all the comedy just comes from him being like well i want these can i just but buy like them? i can just take them from you direct yeah. yeah so like have him do that with the cleaning thing you know just like poke holes in the pitch and just be well why would i why would i buy from you i can i have windex i can just use windex it's like and i don't care that it's not natural yeah yeah you know, but just like just moments like that, um, have him learn from his mistakes instead of doing the exact same pitch every time and getting immediately rejected out of hand. Well, that's a th- Yeah, I think that's exactly what I was trying to get at, too. It's not like he doesn't incrementally get better at it. He doesn't try different things. He does the same pitch 
like 10 times and Verbatim. gets gets a no in every single room never adjusts until the last one where for some reason he does a completely different pitch on the spot and then sells his thing yeah but yeah so well that's the other thing like dude already has fda approval <laughs> and the money to own a bunch of it like i I do look. Let's finally say it. Let's let's get into it. Andy is a bad salesman. He's got FDA approval. The product works. He's got a ton of this stuff. Why can't you close this deal, bro? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Sell it out of your car. (laughs) Like, why are you not selling it to anyone ever? Like, you just. The product exists, man. It's 2012. Make an Etsy shop. Yeah, make an Etsy shop. Get some Instagram buzz going. Yeah. Yeah. They had Instagram in 2012, right? They must. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. We they, you certainly had to create online stores. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter existed. Twitter definitely existed. Yeah, get, get it going. Honestly, lean into the whole mother thing and then like. Maybe a bunch of old ladies end up buying it. Like that's sure. that's the payoff is that he's trying to uh, look. Okay, here's already a better pitch. He's trying to sell it to a young demographic, and what he learns from hanging out with his mother is that mothers actually are the ones who are going to buy this because they're doing the cleaning. Because moms be cleaning. Yeah, I mean that sounds very cliched when you say it, but but no, but no, I, I I'm with you though. Like that just. Have the characters in the movie's interactions actually matter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just cra- crazy hot take from your boys at SLP, but... um, More people should drink their products and their pitches, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whether it's safe to or not. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Why you not? hear that, Steve Windex? <laughs> We, you won't drink your product. We know you're listening, Steve. Um, but yeah, like this. I mean, I'm ready to silver lining this movie. I think we've we've figured out why this movie is maligned, and you didn't even know it existed until you started listening to the podcast today. Yeah, now we're coming for you, silver linings. Yeah, now it's yeah. Now you're in our sights. You, you know we're what? Getcha. Right out the gate. That pitch that Seth Rogen did. It's good, man. It's, it's good. a good pitch. Yep. It's a good pitch. Yep. He realizes he's bad at it. He gets good at it. He charms Nora Dunn. And no, Nora Dunn, I know from experience, not an easy person to charm. No. No, she doesn't suffer fools. No. Not gladly or otherwise. No. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, seeing Nora Dunn made me happy. I love Nora Dunn. I think she is one of the all-time most underrated SNL cast members. She really is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, the Sweeney sisters were great. She was just a great, like, voice of reason character in a lot of scenes. Um, you know, like, everyone talks about Jan Hook's chemistry with Phil Hartman, but I think Nora Dunn had great chemistry with Phil Hartman, too. Um, yeah, she's very, yeah. like, deadpan, or, or like you said, straight Yeah, very man. dry. Yeah, it's very dry, but it's, yeah, it's good. Um, and she, you know, also like stood up for herself. She's like, I'm not going to be on a show with Andrew Dice Clay. And she refused. 
I did too. I mean, just to be clear, you know, we we've had a lot of opportunities to have him on Silver Linings playback, and I've always been. I like, keep pitching him. I keep yeah. pushing the dice, man, and, yeah. and Joel keeps saying no dice. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Um, yeah, I'm just um, you, Bill Hicks or go home. That's what I say. And I keep telling you, Bill Hicks has been dead for almost 30 years. Well, then we're not having anyone on this show. All right. Then. No, I mean, hey, listen. No Andrew Dice Clay, no Dennis Leary. Either go to the source. Or... <laughs> yeah, we, we try to get Dennis. Dennis Leary is ready to do an episode. And then Joel's like, no, I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like my comics derivative. Yeah, he just wanted to talk about Cindy Crawford, like in a really fast rant. And it somehow yeah. mentioned Eskimo Pies. It was very confusing. That's bizarre. And she wasn't even in uh, the movie we were talking about. No. Um, also, shout out to Anthony if you're listening. We will do Judgment Night. Don't you worry. Yeah, worry not. <laughs> Judgment Night is on is on the horizon. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in relation to seeing Nora Dunn and that making me happy, uh, Adam Scott and Ari Grainer showing up at the end. I was like, hey, I like those people. Yeah, and I think you'll agree with me that Adam Scott hilarious in this. Oh, <laughs> laugh a minute let me tell you uh no thank you why are you here closed door ba-bam yeah. oh gold comic gold yeah my dad's oh, dead i was like oh <laughs> are we having fun yet who are you again ah oh, the way he said that line oh hilarious yeah and then when ari grainer's like hi i'm joyce yeah i i lost it i was like that's Just... the name of the lady that's there yeah, the, the, your name is like her name. Which did she say her name anyway? I guess like maybe no. She did say her name is Joyce, and they did like and and like. Did Adam Scott not react? It's like, huh, huh, huh? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, you know what? <laughs> okay, look, I know we're in the silver linings, but now this is just playing through in my head. So imagine this, okay? You're in your house, going about your day. Your sister also lives there, I guess. I don't know, but whatever. I don't know what your reality is. You're a salesman. You're Adam Scott. You're just enjoying clearly like a lazy day. You don't have a lot going on. You're just in your nice house, right? It's a lazy day in San Francisco Hills. Yeah, you're just chilling. Seems like you're in a nice neighborhood. You got you got the whole day in front of you. Knock on the door. Two people show up. And they they're like, I'm Andy and this is Joyce. And your name is Andy and your sister's name is Joyce. That would be the weirdest fucking thing that ever happened. That would be the weirdest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> there are two yeah. people in this house and these two strangers just showed up with the identical names. And they're I claiming assume, to know me. <laughs> I would assume I was getting pranked. Yeah, that would be because they're like, no, is because then that's what they keep saying. Like, is Andy here? We need to talk to Andy. We know Andy and you're Andy. But also that guy's name is also Andy. I would assume that this was the beginning of maybe a Black Mirror episode. And I was wasn't actually the, the proof it was a simulation. I don't know. Yeah, I would say his reaction is not shocked enough. No, he is not. He is. He is. Nowhere near as plussed as he should be. He's he's very nonplussed about it. Yeah. So just um because yeah, because like think about it, like if someone showed up at your door, let's say in the next four minutes, and said, uh, hi, my name is Joel. This is my sister Molly, and we're looking for Joel and Molly. 
because we have a dog named Jolene. You'd be weirded out. That would be very weird. <laughs> About three and a half minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like that is a very bizarre thing to have happen. Yeah. No, it's and, it's very weird. And I don't think it gets the weight that it should. No. Especially like if I meet this guy that claims to have dated my dad. And then my sister is named after her. I've got follow up questions. Yeah. Which, again, he would know because he knows that. Yeah, I don't. Or he would just never know why his sister was named Joyce. Yeah. Also, when they leave, was Joyce just like, who, who are those people? What's that? What, what just happened? No, what were their names? Oh, their names were uh, Andy and Joyce. What? Get the hell out of it. Wait, no. Go call them back. <laughs> I've got questions. <laughs> I just shook hands with an elderly woman, and then is that was she, it. Is she me from the future? Is she fucking me from the future? Is, is, she, is she me from the future? Does she, like, tell me what's going to happen? How do I die? Do I, do I get... <laughs> can I pull off curls like that now? So I got the straight bob going on. Could I could I do curls? Is that why she's here? Is she here to tell me to change my hair? Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> we just made a better movie. Yeah. Our movie is just that scene, but it's three hours long. No, our movie. So, yeah, our movie is just that scene. And it, it starts with just that scene. And just the whole movie is Ari Grainer being convinced that Barbara Streisand is her from the future and nothing can happen to sway her from that thought. And that's just the through line to the movie. It's just her keep. It's like, wait, you knew I was going to do that today. Didn't you? No, you have to say that. Don't you? No, (laughs) she, (laughs) she follows her to the airport and then flies back to New Jersey. And is just like peering at Kathy and Jimmy's like, I think there's someone in your window. Like, I don't, Every time she meets a guy, she's like, wait, did you lead me here so I would meet this guy? Is this going to be my future husband? Is this our future husband? Oh, my God. Wait, your son's name is Andy? Did did you name? Did, do we name him after my brother? Does my brother die? And then we name the kid after him? Is that why his name is Andy? Does that happen soon? Oh, my God. Is he going to die? Does he have to die before I find the person I'm going to marry? Like, should, should I keep using contraception until we know that my brother's dead? <laughs> Cause I'll, I'll pull the goalie if I tell See, me what if to that, do. If, oh, goodness, that's a good movie. I, we should write this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, the idea that someone believes that someone is them from the future because they have the same name and it's an older person. It's brilliant. If if it's not a good movie, it's a good. I think you should leave sketch. Totally. <laughs> Let's. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. There's so, someone at my so, door. Someone's at the door. That's yeah, weird. Hold on. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, give give you a second. Hello. What? Your name's what? No. She's Molly. <laughs> that's your. Your dog's name is Julie. That's. That's insane. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just in the middle of a podcast, so I can't. No, no, no. But you'll hang out. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. Just give me like a couple minutes. Perfect. That was so weird. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. 
hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Philip and Katie and Bridget, and we're three friends who like movies, especially movies of yore when we were small and everything seemed awesome. Now we're revisiting these bright, shining beacons of our youth and figuring out if they are for real. So sit back and relax and revisit the best, the worst, and everything in between from the 80s and 90s. And find out, is is it for real?